Welcome, everyone, to yet another installment in the podcast, A Sand Dollar for Your Thoughts. I am your host, E period, J period, along with Joe and Jake. Thank you. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Excellent. Maxin' relaxin'. Maxin' and relaxin'. Guys, what's uh, what's going on in the world? What's going on in your world? Talk to me. Well, Jake's not in his house. Where are I, you? I am far away from Mikasa. Uh, I'm in Bristol, Rhode Island. I came down yesterday for a wedding, so I got all dressed up nice and went to this one mansion. I have a card right here. What's it called? It's the uh, Blythewold Mansion Gardens. No, it was a great ceremony. It was very quick. It was probably one of the fastest ceremonies I sat through, but it was very, very, very beautiful because my college roommate was getting married to his high school sweetheart. And so because they've just been together for so long, it just means that much more to everyone around them. And it was a smaller size guest list, probably probably under 100 people. I'm not sure if that was because of COVID regulations, but it's really intimate setting and really tasteful. And I really liked it. And um, yeah, so I decided to like stay an extra day here in Bristol, just check out the sites. But essentially, it was just Cape Cod 2.0. Still a nice area. Um, but uh, Joe, how you doing? You're wearing a slamming shirt right now. I'm like, if only we were live or on YouTube, so all the fans could see how fantastic. Yeah, we, we're gonna try and paint a picture. It's it's a beautiful button-up shirt, short sleeve, and it is just covered in sunflowers. I I mean, it's just literally yeah. like this image brings joy you know well it's a hot one here in los angeles california i think it's uh in the 80s today so went to the beach today which living in la we do surprisingly infrequently but today we went took a dip in the old pacific it was full of seaweed and it was freezing cold but sort of invigorating to do so yeah i mean things are good um, I'm happy for today's wonderful topic, which you can introduce, EJ, if you want. Yeah, yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. we actually came up with a pretty good topic this week. We are each going to pick three foods, and this is not a draft. This is just we are picking three foods that we could eat exclusively for the rest of our lives. So we are canceling everything else from our diet, and we are going to be eating these three food items We are not using any fast food places. We are just picking three items that we will have an unlimited amount of for the rest of our lives. And it's not going to be something vague like, oh, I love Pop-Tarts. Nope, I have to like strawberry Pop-Tarts. There is no particular order to this list, so it's not a draft. So I think I'm going to start with you, Joe. What is the first (laughs) food that you are going to live on for the rest of your life? Okay. Uh, I got to pick one of my favorite foods in the world. No health benefit whatsoever. Um, it's uh, popcorn. Movie movie theater style salted buttered popcorn. That's It would be uh, horrible to consist on for the rest I, of my life. Dude, but. you are going to be very <laughs> active in the bathroom, I think, if you're just eating popcorn. Uh, I'm going to die. But <laughs> yeah. I'll, I mean, there... there there's more to this story in my my other picks, but this is just the first one. I mean, is this movie theater popcorn, you know, one that you microwave yourself? Is it straight from a movie theater? Because I know the Wealthy Movie Theater here on Cape has 
probably by far some of the best popcorn I've ever had. Not sure if you're referring to that. Did you have anything yeah. in mind as far uh, as like your popcorn choice? Yeah, I'll say not all theaters are created equally when it comes to popcorns. Got some. I've had some bad popcorn from theaters. Uh, in the UK, you actually can request. They they ask you, do you either want sweet popcorn or salty popcorn? Because they they do both. They do like a like a glazed um, like kettle corn almost, and they do a regular popcorn, or you can get it mixed, which is what I did, and don't really recommend because it kind of loses both of them sort of get mixed together in a not fun way. I I got to say, I, I would probably want the Wellfleet style, you know, classic movie theater popcorn, the microwave stuff. It gets pretty close in, in terms of comparison, but not quite the same. And also who knows what, cancerous uh radiation the microwave puts into it so i'm already gonna die from this diet so no need to that's true yeah there's no there's no so really just another quick fact about popcorn i i know a few things about disney and uh over in tokyo popcorn is a huge deal if you go to tokyo disney the lines for the popcorn stands are typically longer than the average wait times for the rides they constantly have different themed popcorn buckets and different flavors and it's it's a cultural phenomenon over there, just super interesting. Popcorn, who'd have thought, right? You know the stuff that you lather up in butter and salt at the movies, a cultural phenomenon. But Jake, tell me the first thing that you would bring that you would want to live on for the rest of your life. Uh, it's by far got to be some homemade like beef quesadillas. Ooh. It's just there's no particular brand out there. There's not like one particular Mexican restaurant that I can say is my all top ten. But any kind of homemade beef quesadillas is just like it's where it's at it's cheesy it's beefy it's salty you know you can have hot sauce and salsa with it but unfortunately i don't get a luxury of condiments during this segment so i am sticking with the classics it was between that or like the chicken noodle soup because like i'll admit like winter on cape is not particularly fun unless you have a massive bowl soup but it lost to the quesadilla i love mexican food so i think it's a great pick Sounds like a, a flatter, more fun uh, cheeseburger. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> it's sad to say because there aren't really too many Mexican restaurants here on Cape Cod that I can choose from. Yeah. And so it's pretty much home cooking no matter what when, when it comes to Mexican food. And I myself make a, a mean quesadilla. Um, not that you guys have ever been able to indulge in that sort of luxury. One day, one day I'll cook for you. But um yeah, EJ, what do you what do you have for your your first choice, and how are you going to be living? Uh, man, the first choice is a slam dunk for me. It's probably my favorite food of all time. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm gonna go with uh, chicken wing. Um, of course, bone in, boneless. Uh, it's got to be bone in. Um, I typically go for buffalo at a restaurant, but living on buffalo for the rest of my life, I'd have a similar problem to Joe. <laughs> uh. Join me. <laughs> I, I think I think oh, honey barbecue is probably the safest pick because that gives me the kind of sweet, kind of tangy. And um, wings give me the protein. I do prefer flats as, a per, as opposed to like the drumsticks. I just feel like I can eat more meat easily. But man, wings are the one food that I can probably eat every single week as it is. So this wouldn't be a problem for me. It would actually be a dream come true. 
<laughs> it really would. Imagine if you could get all the necessary nutritional benefit from a food of your choice and it tastes the same and it's exactly the same, but it has all the vitamins, it has all the vegetable content, it has everything, but you could just distill it into a chicken wing. I, I think that's the future. That is got to be the future, right? You can I, make, you can have anything you want and it'll have the, because think about it. Think about someone who's vegan and they want, I don't know, what's a good example? A cheeseburger. They, they want to have a cheeseburger. They cake, they yeah, go to McDonald's, <laughs> they go to McDonald's, they get a Big Mac and you can just boom, like inject it. And it, 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 it invokes all the qualities of like something that's vegan. That would be so cool. Yeah, I mean, you can get impossible nachos here in California. You can get impossible mac and cheese, impossible hot dogs. Like, we're getting towards plant-based, you know, more plant-based options. But it's a good – to it's a dream of mine to be able to eat chicken wings all day and do nothing but, you know, have gains and not fat gains but <laughs> muscle. Yeah, and, and like, and I mean, I do wonder how it would be like – because part of the wings, I feel like for me, is I usually eat wings with like, you know, the Oscars or the NFL draft, the NBA finals. Like part of eating wings is the atmosphere. So I do wonder how that would affect me. But I'm stuffing my face with wings. I don't care. I'm going to be fine. Well, fun fact, um, Dwight Howard, I don't know if you guys heard this, his diet, even when he was in his prime, before every single game in an 82-game season, was always McDonald's. And it was a few different cheeseburgers, french fries, nuggets, and a big milkshake. And he had that before every game. And the man, I mean, you saw him. He looked superhuman. He could jump out of the building. He was shredded, ripped. And yet, that's what he ate. And then he would also eat, like, 24 either pieces of candy or candy bars in a day as well. So it's like this guy was living what we're talking about right now, and yet he still looked like, you know, a god among men, mostly because he was a professional athlete who still worked out a ton. So it's doable, but you're definitely not going to be very healthy on on this particular diet. Well, speaking of unhealthy diets, Joe, let's get that number two food you're going to live on for the rest of your life. Uh, so I, I got my, um, my salty fix, so I'm going to go for savory now. It's going to be another one of my all-time favorite foods, a classic, uh, the grilled cheese. Wow. You do love your grilled cheese, now that I think about it. The grilled cheese is something that even a simpleton like me can make, uh, by myself with no help from (laughs) outside sources. And uh, it's always good. You cannot mess up a grilled cheese, even if you burn it, even if I don't care. It's just a go to classic. It's always good. You can put some bacon in there. You can put some I don't know. People put weird crap in their grilled cheese, but I just like it. Simple bread, butter, cheese, bread. That's that's all you need. And you're set and you can live off of that and you can be obese. But it's a good life. You got to try it with ham and tomato or bacon and tomato. One of those options, because like the juiciness of the tomato adds to the flavor of a grilled cheese. I know that's kind of defeating your purpose of like yeah, just the all time classic, but I'm all, I'm all about taking a step up and going to flavor town. That's fine. That's fine for people who like tomato. And 
I'm sure there's some creeps who put ketchup on 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 it, but I'll go as far as bacon, but I won't put anything else in it. Or you gotta pair it with uh, tomato soup, a nice steaming bowl of tomato soup, so that way you can I, dip your grilled I, cheese into it. Tomato just accents it like no matter what you do. I'm dipping it in my well, buttered me popcorn. Later. <laughs> Yikes! I, I mean that is an option right now. Um, there's actually a local restaurant by me. I wish I knew what the name was, but they are. Their entire menu is grilled cheese and specialty grilled cheeses. That's wow. a real that's a real restaurant. If you that's if you come down here, Joe, I'll bring you. Even though you'll just get the generic grilled cheese and everyone's gonna be <laughs> like, What is wrong with you? I feel like I feel like I have to bring you. All right. But um I'll I'll move on to my second choice. And this is for me it's an all time classic that I started eating way more back in college, but it's just a classic chicken bacon ranch sub. Yeah, you can throw on less and tomato if you want, but I lived off this in college, and it's one of my all-time favorite foods. You can't get a better combo than those three. I know some people say, oh, chocolate and peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly, or you know, burger and cheese, eggs and bacon, but no, chicken, bacon, ranch is the trio. I'll wait for you guys to name a better trio. I mean, I'll be honest. That is one of my, my top two options whenever I go to Subway is the chicken, bacon, ranch. It's either chicken, bacon, ranch or steak and cheese. Chicken bacon ranch is a good pizza as well. Yeah, I mean, you can have it pizza, calzone, sub. You can even have it as a salad. It's You can't go wrong. Are you going to add anything? Like, do you have a, a signature, like, bread or kind of wrap that you want your chicken bacon ranch on? Uh, I mean, I was just thinking I, like I mean, a, a wheat or white wrap does alter it significantly. I was just thinking just a classic sub roll. And I think when I go to Subway, I would always get on the, what is it, the er, the cheesy Italian yeah, bread. Yeah, the herbs and cheese. Yeah. yeah that, that one was always like. That bread always it should be spot. illegal, man. It literally, it literally just feels like garlic bread to me. Which yeah. I, what more could you want in life? Um, all right. So I, this list was harder than I thought. But similar to both of you guys, you got to go with your favorites. And uh, I think one of the foods that I could live on for the rest of my life, and again, this would really be pending on my health uh, because the diabetes would not help me, but uh, the Hershey's chocolate bar. Oh, the classic. The classic. Just, man, I don't even need to pair it with anything else. Like, you just break off a bar, a little square, you can savagely bite into it. doesn't matter. The euphoria that you get with every single bite of a Hershey's chocolate bar is just outstanding. If I'm having a rough day at work, I'll go buy a chocolate bar. I inhale it. I don't even think I breathe. And, man, my day has changed drastically. I think I get sick of a chocolate bar after, like, a few bites of it. It's gotten to the point where I think they they either add way more sugar to those things now and they're overly sweet, or maybe my tolerance level has gone down over the years. But I think um, we're getting old is a huge factor. You, you need the uh, the special dark variant. Dark chocolate is very good. Mm-hmm. It deserves more credit. But I would be taking the standard milk chocolate version. It is so mind-blowing to me what they're able to do with foods nowadays. Because let's just take chocolate, for example. Do you know how many different kinds of Hershey Kisses there are now? Yeah, I see a it's different insane. kind every time I go to the supermarket. Yeah, it's just mind-blowing to me. Um, but... This is the future, baby. Love it. All right. So we each have two items. 
Joe, give me the other thing that you're going to live on for the rest of your life. All right. This this is my strategy. One salty, one savory, one sweet. And I actually thought of this, EJ, when you were talking about um, Disneyland in Tokyo. And um, I'm going to run with it because last minute Audible have to do it. Uh, it's going to be Joffrey's Coffee. No and, way. And I think that if I have to nail it down to one flavor, I'll say the Dolce de Leche coffee, iced coffee that I got there at the whatever time I was there with you is is the bomb. And it works for several reasons. One, because I'm a coffee lover and I need coffee to just survive. That's the thing. Um, so I got to have some coffee. Dunks is up there, but also it's Joffrey's is just takes it to another level. Joffrey's is like a special, it's like a holy grail for me because it's That's so, so good. That's so crazy to me because like you, you're a coffee snob. You really are. So to hear Joffrey's, you know, the kind of third party place within Disney be one of the most elite places for you. That's crazy. Joffrey's is elite. And those, those K-cups that you guys sent me one Christmas or birthday or whatever, like. Yeah. Have they been those, hitting the spot? They're, they're, I mean, they were gone in a week. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> yeah, just so chugging them. Yeah, that's good. But, yeah. I made oh. Jake try it too when he came down. Yeah, I think I had, I think it was like some kind of pumpkin harvest, like spiced chai latte that I had. And that was, that was one of the best ones I ever had as well. And you, it, Dunks doesn't even compare just because Dunks is just so watered down. They add too much yeah. ice to it. This right. is just Pumpkin. so much flavor in one cup. When you have yeah. to talk about Joffrey's, but Joe, how does it compare to the coffee shop that you took me to when we went out in LA? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super domestic. That coffee is real good. It is like crack, but the thing about Joffrey's is it sort of acts as a dessert as well as a caffeine fix. It hits like two categories with one stone. So, like, I wouldn't need ice cream. I wouldn't need um, cake. If I had Joffrey's coffee, because it's so sweet and it's so indulgent, the, you know, coffee, out here, there's good coffee out here in L.A., but I I still dream about Joffrey's every night before I, I fall asleep. It's so cool to hear you like it so much, because, like, I mean, you know. And that's the course, only place I've ever seen it is at Disney. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know where they're based out of or if they have other locations, but. They don't need to be anywhere else. If they're just making money in Disney, yeah. they're, they're doing quite fine. So, um, Jake, bring us to your number one, man. Coffee's an interesting route. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought about coffee. I thought about breakfast foods. But for this one, it's like I got to go with like a classic style donut. And even though I've never had a Krispy Kreme, like classic glazed donut, they just look so visually pleasing that I feel like they must be ranking like a top three among donuts somewhere even though the hole in one honey dipped glazed donut is probably by far my favorite donut of all time for those people listening on cape and love going to the hole in one breakfast joint um but the, a donut just it just satisfies every need but i'll end up being five thousand pounds within the first six months of this particular diet between quesadillas chicken bacon ranch sub and all the the like glazed donuts I can possibly eat. Um, I'm a big donut connoisseur. Every place I travel to, I must find a very local style 
donut shop. Like when I went to Portland, Maine, I went to this place called the Holy Donut and their donuts are potato based. So they don't feel like a rock in your stomach. They are very light and fluffy. The hole in one on cave is by far the best donut I've ever had. And I could go for a rant on every single particular Bates good that they have in their <laughs> supply. Yeah. Um, and even down here in Bristol, I haven't found a particularly like local bakery to check out any donuts yet, but I think that's probably what I'll do on my way out from Rhode Island tomorrow is hit up a nice donut joint. Again, I'm surprised I'm not vastly overweight any more than I am right now, but it's a nice glazed donut just hits the spot every time. A Joffrey's also has some outstanding donuts. Joffrey's donuts are massive. Um, <laughs> like the, the classic Simpsons pink donut. It's as big the as your head. your head. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that's that was probably the only thing I didn't try at Joffrey's, but maybe the next time I'm down there, I'll, I'll take a look. But then that would just be my meal for the day, just one and done. Yeah, true. Donuts, uh, donuts have a special place in my heart. Uh, I have to agree. Krispy Kreme, we got to get you to try, Jake, just because a fresh, just the fresh plain Krispy Kreme donut is leagues above most of the competitors. And then even when you get into some of the flavored ones, some of them are absolutely a swing and a miss, but some of them are just so captivating. Um, they're worth a try. But I have to say, you've put me in somewhat of a pickle because I thought about doing donuts for my number one, but I don't want to copy you. I do have to pick something from breakfast because breakfast is the best meal of the day. Everyone should eat breakfast. It actually hurts me when people say, I don't eat breakfast. Like, cool, bro. You're missing out on life. Your life sucks. Um, so I think I have the sweet chocolate, I have the wings, which are kind of sweet and savory. I need something that's kind of like, will give me nourishment. I need nourishment. And I feel like, I feel like a breakfast sandwich is my, my, my pick here. Specifically, what I like to get is sausage, egg and cheese on an English muffin. That's the one I would probably go for. Um, I thought about bacon here, too, but it, I love breakfast sandwiches. I could eat in breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's what this list is all about. So what do you guys think? Top three for each of us. Pretty interesting, but, of course, because <laughs> we're friends. Who's we going to survive and who's going to die based off of their food choices? Um, I think EJ is going to last the longest, considering that he doesn't have any like sweet sugary items in his. He has a chocolate. Bar. I have a chocolate bar. Oh shoot, that's right. I keep, I keep on forgetting about that. I thought um, you would pick something else, but um, Joe, no, has, I, I still think you. Joe has popcorn. Joe, you you're literally <laughs> going to shit yourself to death. You have coffee and popcorn, dude. <laughs> that <laughs> alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, it's all over. You're doomed, man. <laughs> I'm going to die. I'll probably die first. I think, Jake, you'll probably last the longest because you have a variety of, like, things that can possibly have vegetables in them. Yeah. Just yes, like a donut. EJ is wings. A breakfast sandwich. Bar, and and a yeah, yeah. There's no veggies in any no, of that. So. There's no. Yeah. We don't do yeah. vegetables here. Unless there's some kind of garnish over the wings. Hey, you never know. Oregano. No. Sprinkle it on for, for the <laughs> you, health. At least you have a protein source, so you you might be okay. Yeah. And yeah, I think Jake. Jake's is the healthiest. Yeah. The only downside is like the beef and the donuts will eventually take their toll on you. Mhm. But Jake will probably live the longest. We do have to spruce it up though because we're best friends. Each of us 
We're going to pick three more things of foods we would absolutely not want to bring. Each of us will pick one for ourselves, then each of us will pick one for the other as well. So we'll start with Jake. Jake, what is one food that you would never want to bring because you hate it? You would not want to spend the rest of your life eating it. Mushrooms. Not even Great. second thought. Awful. Great. Awful in texture, awful in taste. <laughs> if whatever mushrooms is on top of, if it's on top of a pizza, I am individually picking every single mushroom off and putting it to the side. It is vile. I will never enjoy mushrooms ever in my life. It's a fungus. I know they say the same thing about you know, blue cheese being a fungus as well, but at least that has some, yeah, mold. If that at least has some flavor. Mushrooms. So somebody, whoever ate the first mushroom was just like, I bet you I could eat that off a dare. And they ate it and like, oh, okay, I'm still alive for, and happened to be the lucky one to eat like a, an edible mushroom. But like, no, never. Nah, I'm good. Don't need it. Don't want it. I'm good. It's fair. The one thing I will say about mushrooms is they do add a very good flavor. They really do. I know if you don't like them, it's kind of hard. But the only reason I discovered I like mushrooms so much was with HelloFresh. And this isn't an advertisement, but it could be if you want it, HelloFresh. <laughs> uh, but mushrooms actually really, if you put it in like a sauce uh, with like a steak or chicken, it's, it's actually, mushroom has a lot of flavor. But I get it. But Joe, now we each have to pick something for Jake. So what are you going to sabotage him with? Uh, I think Jake will eat most foods. I didn't know about the mushrooms, so that's a surprise for me. Um, I really don't know. I mean, I feel like it's easier for us because I feel like we're more picky than Jake is. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the, the way you have to think is, like, what would be miserable to eat? I, I mean, think there's... Sar- sardines would be pretty bad. Sardines I've had I've bit. had sardines before. They're actually not that bad. I had them at a very young age too, and it was uh, kind of off a of dare. It was like a we did like a fear factor event for like a seminar in charter school, and we had to eat sardines, drink prune juice, stick our hands in like this bowl of crickets to pull out like a key to unlock something. So it's like instead, and then I think another one was like eat baby food. So I refused the baby food, and I just ate two cans of sardines instead to make up for it. What the hell? And oh again, had prune juice. I that's, Charter school is that's savage. savage. That is oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. That's why you turned out such a weirdo. Yeah, yep, much. Got <laughs> um, I have to pick something, too. And I don't know if this is bad, but I just think because you have to consistently eat what we're giving you. It's part of your, your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna give you jalapenos, and that's not, not bad either. Not something bad, but if if you had to eat jalapenos every single day, oh, you are God. literally similar to Joe. It is going to be excruciating for you going It'll to be that. A yeah, but I think my body would adapt to it at a certain point. Where one, it wouldn't be that much of a kick to eat, and I wouldn't be in the bathroom as much once my body adapts to eating it every day. It goes well with a lot of your foods. Like, it's not a bad, like, a savage pick. I just think your body would... And you'd probably sweat more. I sweat a lot as it is. Yeah. So. Have fun sweating more. Yeah. But All if right. you guys really wanted to get me, you would have said Brussels sprouts. That is that is. I thought about saying, I thought about saying like, cabbage or just something favorite. stupid. But veggies are gross. Anyways, we'll, we'll do me next. Uh, we cannot choose peanuts. That's a cheat code. That's, Damn it. Illegal. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have that on my list. Uh, anyway. That's, that's kind of cheap. Um, 
the thing I would not want to bring to it to eat for the rest is olives. I hate olives. Black olives, green olives, I think they're all gross. I don't really think they add any good value. I don't even enjoy eating them one by one. They're gross. So olives for me. Okay. Um, Joe, we're going to be picking for him something that he definitely would not want. Uh, and I know you said vegetables are gross anyway, so I feel like I want to throw something in there. I did do this to myself. I'm going to go on a limb and say cauliflower. Oh. You know, <laughs> they offer cauliflower wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. Those are good. And all I can think to myself is why 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 would you why would you choose that and now listen i understand people have dietary things that's cool but as someone who does not why would i choose cauliflower wings over a normal wing so this is where being a vegan comes in and i'm not sure what exactly goes into a diet of being a vegan whether or not you have to have some kind of substitute for the buffalo sauce or even if you can have cauliflower i figured it's a vegetable it's something it's I don't know, it's something healthy enough where it could fit into a vegan's diet. And if people want to indulge in, like, some kind of fried buffalo cauliflower, that would be the closest thing to, like, buffalo chicken without using true. some kind of, like, and chicken it, I, substitute. I think that's a really nice option for them, um, for myself. <laughs> for, them. For, those, for those fools that <laughs> for those chicken. Unbelievable humans. Oh, my goodness. All right, so I'm at olives and cauliflower. Joe, what are you going to do to me, man? Uh, I'm going to give you seaweed. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I, I hate seaweed. I, to, clarify. to clarify, the thin sheets of seaweed that are brittle, like... Um, like On sushi? Like, yeah. Not Yeah, not really like the... Yeah, you roll... I think you roll sushi in them, but yeah. they're, they're just like... Sort of like potato chips where they're, they crunch and you just mm-hmm. bite into them and... Ugh, seaweed flavor is uh, one of my least favorite things. So I'm gonna give oh, that. To you. They're not that bad though. It's like people eat them just uh, like you have chips out of the package, and like they're, they're not. They're very. It's very healthy for you. It's a very good thing for your health to eat. Um, but yeah, no, thank you. I will say all of mine were healthy, so maybe it will help my my longevity with my picks. Um, Joe, you can. You're gonna be the most fun because you you hate most foods. That's so true. I think me and Jake are going to have a lot of fun. But, Joe, what would you not bring? Ketchup. Yeah. Fuck, fuck ketchup. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah, buddy. Why would Darn. you ruin the naturally, you know, pleasant taste of so many foods with ketchup? It's just uh, something that I don't understand. So there you go. No ketchup, no tomato-based anything, really. A lot of yeah, reasons why you re- rejected all of my suggestions to add a little bit of flavor, uh, like some kind of tomato with your grilled cheese. No, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't don't make it soggy. You don't. It doesn't tomato, make it soggy. Tomato it will doesn't. just make the bread all wet and soggy and disgusting. Well, that's where you the tomato has to be dead center, and the cheese is blocking those juices from soaking up into the bread. It's science, my friend. You got you yeah, got to do this strategically. Tough. All right. What else? What else are we packing? EJ, what do you what do you have from? I feel like yours is going to be nice and spicy. Man, I, ketchup was my pick, so it's I might have to recalibrate my uh, my picks here. But Joe's an interesting one because he is you are the most picky out of the three of us, Joe. So, well, at the same time, it's like Joe is eating a lot of vegan food recently, so I feel like by throwing a vegetable at him would be not as much of a punishment. Correct. So, like some of the other yeah. things, like ketchup out there. Those those cauliflower wings are actually pretty good. 
they has yeah, the that same, concerns me because has the same it's it's eerie how the consistency and the texture of the cauliflower sort of yeah. mimics that you can like, like trick your brain it, it tastes just like it it's unless so they're not weird. prepared correctly yeah. like if you oh, that's it, fair it happens like if you try and i've tried baked cauliflower before somebody tried making it for me and they came out just a little too soggy so it definitely did not hit the spot the same as it would like a classic chicken wing or if it had been prepared correctly i, th- I think i know what i would give you joe all right i think i would just give you tofu i eat tofu all the time yeah that's Damn. what do you what do you do Bates, each day? Like, you, you know like tofu is a classic style of like you vegan. put tofu in the air fryer um it can taste sort of like a Sort of like a chicken substitute. And it's good protein, too. Awful to me. It sounds awful to me. This is All right. more difficult than what I anticipate. <laughs> yeah, this, Joe's actually the hardest one because his diet has changed so much. All right. I can't really give you a classic tomato just because it's like... Right, right. Like, we can't give him tomato soup because that's lame. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, that would be a cheap cop-out. Because, like, I'll, I'm not picking this, but my first choice for Joe was going to be asparagus. But I have a feeling like that's not even that bad to joke. Asparagus isn't, isn't that bad. Yeah. Honestly, I think your Brussels sprouts are worse. I Brussels sprouts are probably like the most appalling thing left. Oh, to, I'm like, I'm so. giving Joe frog legs. Fuck you. I'm giving you frog oh, legs. Yeah. Have fun with that, dude. Just I ate them on the frog legs that we on the cruise. You ate them on the cruise. I wasn't I sure if I did. I had those too. Joe, you didn't have those? I don't think Joe got them. No, I I don't know if I did. I we definitely had, had the, the way they were prepared, they, where it's like they were. It looks like they were just cooked in a stove with olive oil and no seasoning on them whatsoever. They were very bland. Yeah. And there was like no meat. It wasn't a very good dining experience. But just, that's part of it too. Like frog legs are very skinny, so there's not a lot of meat on it. But it's like it was supposed to be introduced as like this delicacy. I'm like, these aren't great. Like, why are people like overhyping frog legs? Like. The there gator must... bites were significantly like amazing. Yeah. Oh, those fritters, yeah. Yeah, gator, but... gator's good. But, but I'm gonna give you frog legs. So ketchup and frog legs so far for Joe. Ugh. All right, all right. I mean, just just thinking of delicacies such as frog legs, it, it gave me this one, and I don't think Joe, you've ever tried this. But I'm gonna give you caviar. Uh, there it is. Ooh, I, I haven't, I haven't it. had it, but it looks disgusting and scary to me. Well, yeah, it's, so. it was between that or escargot, and I feel like caviar is, like, the most doable substance that, like, would just freak you out enough. They're, they're both up there. Well, if I were to pick, like, one food that you guys would like for each of you, EJ, it'd either be between the Chewy Chips Ahoy cookies or Dole Whip. And <laughs> Joe, it would be between uh, a cheeseburger or the uh, Double Stuff Oreo cookie, because I know your parents kept those on stock at your house. Listen, the Dole Whip is would makes my short list for things I would not want to have. Wow, savage, Sav- ruthless. I, I, I do not like the Dole Whip. I understand it's it's a hot thing, but uh, what I will say is there's there's a version where it's half vanilla soft serve, half Dole Whip. That version is significantly better than the straight Dole Whip. Um, good picks though. Um, so Jake's dropped his picks for us, Joe. What are some foods you would add to Jake's list and my list? Uh, for you, EJ, uh, the powdered sugar Entenmann's donuts. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's your that's your jam. And yeah, for buddy. Jake, 
I feel like Jake would like some. I feel like like some nachos, like some yeah nachos is some, safe, right? some stacked nachos. Mm, even like the cheap style nachos where it's like they have yeah. the so cheap she, dressing cheese. that goes on top. <laughs> yeah, the cheese dressing and that's really cheap and really cheese unhealthy dressing. for you. Cheese that's my whiz. jam. It's not even cheese. It's a cheese dressing. <laughs> like cheese whiz. It's good. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, nachos almost made my list actually, so that's a good choice. I feel like Jake, I'd pick steak for you. Just a nice, juicy steak. Depends on the cut of steak. Like, it, it does, and I, I mean, you, you would have the luxury of picking what you want if you're living on it for the rest of your life. But more than either of us, I feel like you're a steak, steak connoisseur. Yeah, I would say between Kobe beef and filet mignon are probably like the top two choices for steak right there. Yeah, Joe, the burger pick for Joe was good just because he iconically. Likes to sample his I, burgers. I also thought about for you, Jake, but mm-hmm. steak kind of prevailed. Um, for you, Joe, I like. I feel. I, I want to say like a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, that's that's my favorite thing to order at Subway is the, the steak and steak cheese. and cheese. Which I mean, I played and like we've we've been to to uh, Quiznos or no, it wasn't Quiznos. What was the other sandwich place? D'Angelo's. 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 We've been to oh. D'Angelo's a lot. Yeah. And so I, you oh, know, man. I remember. The steak and cheese there. Mm-hmm. I rest in peace. I don't even know if there's any D'Angelo's left in the world. I think yes, there's there still are. the one in uh, Exit Nine or yeah, whatever right. exit it is now. So there's that one, and instead of Subway off Exit Six, they replaced it with a D'Angelo's. Man, that's that's great. That's a. I'm I'm happy to hear they're fighting the good fight. Um, that is quite a lot of food from all of us, but now all of you kind of have an idea of what our palettes consist of. And now we're going to switch over to our album of the week, and we actually did it a little bit differently. Um, I don't know if we introduced it on the podcast last week, but for those of you that have been listening, all we did this week was one of us picked a group album for all of us to listen to. What we did was for this first week, we are going between numbers one and ten, we picked an album from that section, and it was me who picked. And the album I chose was from the Beatles. And I, I just want to explain it a little bit. So last week we talked about like super iconic albums, the Nirvana album. Um, was it Def Leppard who has that album cover where it's the prism with the rainbow? That's uh, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. So Nirvana, Pink Floyd. When I think of the top three iconic albums, it's the Pink Floyd album, the Nirvana album, and this album by the Beatles, Abbey Road, where it's the four of them walking across the crosswalk. And so I wanted us to listen to it just because it's super iconic. Uh, It's very, like, if you were to look up music in the dictionary, I feel like this would be one of the albums that pops up. Maybe not necessarily because of the quality of the album, which we'll share our opinions on in a minute. But uh, the Beatles were so important to music. This album came out in 1969. Um... Since I talk the most, I'm the host, I can kind of go into my album review first. I enjoyed the album. Um, Come Together, leading it off, I think is a very strong song to lead off with. Very Beatles, to me at least. It's probably the first song I think of when I think of the Beatles. Um, but what a what a ride this album was. Um, some of these songs were like really, really good. And then some of these songs, like Octopus's Garden, reminded <laughs> me of like like if the Wiggles got a chance at being a legitimate band. 
And but I enjoyed the ride. Like I thought it was very enjoyable to listen to. Um, driving to work, just listening in the background. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Uh, my favorite song is is definitely definitely come together, which is the most mainstream one. But even the rare ones like Octopus's Garden, I think was entertaining. Well said. Um, you know, there's not much that can really be said about the Beatles, except they're just they're an all time classic. And there's very good reason why it made the top 500 albums list for the Rolling Stones and like made it within the top 10. Um, I think Oh Darling was my favorite because it's just the first lot, the first it hit deep for me when you just hear the classic, just Oh Darling. And like this album automatically gets the nine out of 10 for me just because it's a classic every single song even though again it kind of feels very similar and kind of repeats on itself it just it just hits and like i can't get over how good this album actually was even though i listen to it today it's like this is something i could wake up to fall asleep to i wouldn't work out to this but i would certainly play basketball while listening to this because it's just very upbeat just very nice listen um and there's something that gotta be said about the beatles leaving its imprint on history and like this is one of the reasons this album is one of the reasons why it has like such an impact on history and and it's a nine out of ten for me it's dad music my dad listened to this a lot just listening to this it's dad music my dad was more into yellow submarine ah well i was in the play the yellow submarine when i was in like second grade but i digress joe tell us about your beatles experience yeah, this this album is an old friend of mine. Uh, I went through a Beatles like phase in, I guess, high school where I think they came out with like a Beatles rock band, and I got that. And just through playing that game, got me really interested and obsessed with the Beatles for a while. And this is a really great album. I think it's better to ask like, what is what's the least favorite song on this album because they're all so good and like you ej i kind of agree octopus's garden it's it's one of the only ones that i think ringo sings and normally when it's a ringo song you can you're you're safe to smash that skip button yeah (laughs) like no it felt like i was listening to the wiggles yeah it's like it's it's not it's it's not a a classic like you know come together Maxwell Silverhammer cracks me up because it's just about a kid who just goes on a murder spree. I really like my favorite song on this might be the 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 last two. I really like the end for some reason. It's just like very cathartic and which is the name of the song. It's not like yeah, it's called the end. Uh, it's just like a it's a it's like a jam and it goes through. It basically like takes it's the perfect song for like a final credits. It, it feels very emotional and very um like upbeat and then her majesty is just a quick it's like a minute long but it's it's like a very nice sounding little ditty i don't know i i I think i would even with octopus's garden being kind of a weird one and some of the other ones here like mean mr mustard that's a that's a weird one i i would give this one a 10 i think it's safe to say that it's just so it's so flawless and the songs on here are all so significant that it would deserve a 10. Perfect score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could give it a 10 out of 10. I really could. 
And this but was you gave it a, you gave it an eight out of you gave it the lowest score. I did, I did, and I feel bad about it. But <laughs> yeah, buddy, do you guys have any closing thoughts for this week's episode or just in general? I mean, I'm definitely hungry after this episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. Shout out to Joffrey's coffee. Uh, if they want to send Joe a free sample yeah. and let us know. <laughs> like, uh, that's he, the only place I'd want to be sponsored by for the podcast is just Joffrey's. Like we don't need any other sponsorship for this show. Just Joffrey's. Yeah. I think we'll probably take an Omaha Steaks subscription if we got one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm never gonna live the Omaha steak. What do you want to do with practical. your stimulus, Jake? Uh, steak. Because <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> you do realize that was at the time where like we were peak level pandemic, and like people were talking about like, oh, all of these meat packaging plants are running shortages because it's. So it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, you can get steak from here and it's like it's super expensive but super worth it oh <laughs> uh, i digress very jake i digress uh i appreciate all of you for tuning in and supporting us up to this point we're having a blast doing it this isn't going to stop anytime soon um be sure to check us out on facebook sand dollar for your thoughts if you want us to talk about something email us sand dollar for your thoughts at gmail.com or reach out to one of us personally on social media we are we are men of the people. We look forward to doing this, and uh, I'm gonna sign it out the best way I know, my friends. It's gonna be from EJ, from Jake, from Joe. See you later. See you later. later.